Hello, my name is Melissa Hoffman, Public Health Associate at the Medical Society of the State of New York, and I am joined today by Dr. Matthew Weissman. Dr. Weissman is the site chair of the Department of Medicine at Mount Sinai Beth Israel Hospital and is an associate professor in both internal medicine and pediatrics at the Aiken School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. We will be discussing the tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis, or Tdap vaccine, as well as the side effects and complications associated with each of these diseases. Dr. Weissman will also review the recommendations for who should receive the Tdap vaccine, at what ages, and the types of vaccines that are available. Welcome, Dr. Weissman. My first question is, what are tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis? Hi, Melissa. Thanks for having me. Tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis vaccines actually cover three different diseases. Tetanus is an infection that people often think about as something they get from cutting themselves or stepping on a rusty nail. The other name for it is lockjaw. And in its worst form, it really causes a tightening or a tensing of the muscles that makes it impossible to move or eventually impossible to breathe, which is one of the reasons we want to avoid that. Diphtheria is pretty rare in the U.S. It's an infectious disease that causes this thick coating to form in the back of the throat. Pertussis, which is also whooping cough, is something we thought was rare because the levels had gone down for years and years and years. And then more recently, there have been a couple outbreaks in New York State and elsewhere in the country. And it's really brought back attention to this very contagious dangerous respiratory illness. And it's another reason we want to make sure that people are getting this vaccine. And who should receive the Tdap vaccine? Little babies start getting vaccinated against these diseases with a different form of this vaccine, starting usually around two months of age. And the vaccine that we're talking about, Tdap, is really something starting at age 11. And then people need boosters against the tetanus and diphtheria parts at least, every 10 years. So I sort of think about Tdap vaccine in a couple of different contexts. Certainly for 11-year-olds, they clearly need a booster of Tdap. Anybody else who's older than 11 and has never received Tdap or any tetanus-containing vaccine needs to make sure they get a Tdap as part of their series. People who've never received tetanus vaccine or have received tetanus vaccine, but never received Tdap, maybe they've moved from another country, they get a three-dose series of tetanus, which includes one Tdap. And then pregnant women also get a Tdap with each and every pregnancy. Who should have the tetanus diphtheria or TD vaccine? And how does that differ from the Tdap vaccine? Right. So the TD vaccine helps provide protection for tetanus and diphtheria, but not for pertussis. It's still important because people need that booster dose to keep their immunity going. They need a booster dose of the tetanus and diphtheria every 10 years. For pertussis, it seems like once we're adults, we don't need that booster as often. So people really only need one Tdap later on in life, one pertussis booster later on in life. And as long as they've gotten that, they can receive the TD, the 
booster without the pertussis and still be protected. So really important to make sure that once as an adult, you've gotten a Tdap. For people who've never gotten tetanus vaccine before, they need two doses of TD and one dose of Tdap with pertussis to help protect them against pertussis. And then pregnant women need to make sure that they get the pertussis component with each pregnancy. Now, of course, people who are allergic to the pertussis dose for any reason, and often that's discovered during childhood that they have had some horrible side effect, it's often to the pertussis component. And then maybe we would exclude the pertussis component from their tetanus booster later on in life. At what age are people more susceptible to complications from each of these diseases? Well, I often think about pertussis as an issue with little babies. And that's part of the reason that we give vaccine, we give tetanus vaccine, Tdap vaccine to pregnant women. And we really ought to be giving it to all the people who take care of the baby or are in the house, the parents, the grandparents, the siblings, the cousins, the babysitter, everybody else who helps take care of the baby to try to make sure that there's no pertussis coming home because that baby is too young to have gotten enough immunity to protect themselves from pertussis. And they really need the help of that herd immunity from everybody else. But there are lots of other groups that get pertussis too. And especially if people haven't had a tetanus booster with pertussis later on at 11 and later on, their immunity from all their childhood vaccines wanes and they become susceptible again. They increase their chance of getting pertussis in their early adulthood life. And in fact, we have a whole podcast around young adulthood vaccines. And this is a big reason why, because if people don't get vaccinated and their childhood vaccines wane, they're setting themselves up for some pretty bad diseases early in life. For tetanus, same thing. People are most susceptible when they're active. You can get tetanus from lots of places. And if their immunity wanes, and a big way that that immunity wanes is if they forget to get their tetanus booster, their TD or Tdap booster every 10 years to keep their immunity strong with tetanus in particular, because there is no herd immunity around tetanus. And so making sure, as we've mentioned before, and as we mentioned on some of our other podcasts, the importance of getting tetanus vaccine. Thank you so much, Dr. Weissman. What are some of the side effects that can be expected from a Tdap or a TD vaccine? Most people have very mild side effects from TD or Tdap. Sometimes they get a little redness or a little soreness in that arm. Some people get a little headache or fatigue or feel a little achy. And I mention it not because it's dangerous. And I think people worry about the side effects from tetanus vaccine. Most of them are pretty mild, but they are a little more common and a little more frequent than many other vaccines that we give out. So I do like to warn people to be prepared for them. Sometimes people like to ice down their arm or something afterward to try to decrease any pain or swelling. And we often give the vaccine in their non-dominant arm so that they can still use their dominant arm to do other stuff. I mean, I've gone and played sports after getting my tetanus shot, so I know it's doable. But I like to warn people that sometimes they're going to feel a little sore or achy for a day or two. 
Again, thank you, Dr. Weissman, for your insight and input on the Tdap vaccine. Everyone, be sure to listen to all of Ms. Neves' vaccine-oriented podcasts. Thanks so much for having me, Melissa.